Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Hi, it's the COB. It that is time has COB. rolled around again. All the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. And it's Nadine and Danielle here Absolutely. with you. Danny, we knew it was going to be a bad day, didn't we? Boy, we're on a terrible run this week. Yes, it is. Well, it hasn't been very upbeat, to put it mildly. And uh, it looks like the ASX 200 has closed down six-tenths of a percent or 44 points. And uh, probably the SIBO is not too different. And of course, really, really risk off as we go into the FOMC decision, which if you're keen to get up, I think it's around 4 a.m. Yes, it I'll is. I'll be passing on that one. Um, I usually start looking at Twitter not too long after that on FOMC days. I'm so cool. Really? But yeah. Yeah, honestly, I wake at up four. and I think, well, I don't sleep all that well, but we can talk about that <laughs> off camera. Um, Even I'm not that bad and I'm a terrible market addict. <laughs> um, so yeah, I usually do a little uh, scan of the Twitter sphere around that time just to get myself set that I can go back to sleep and dream about it all for a little while. But yeah, it's been looming large for quite some time yeah. and we get the dot plots and the conversations that I've been having uh, are, you know, it is all about the dot plots. It's all about what we will see in terms of the Fed thinking around future interest rate yep. cuts, not hikes. Yep. We're talking cuts now, people. The complicating factor, of course, is, you know, oil and inflation still. Absolutely. Oil and inflation and people, the markets actually got a little bit spooked yesterday because the Canadian inflation rate came in a little bit higher than expected. And uh, yeah, bond yields have been really moving higher. So US Treasuries are back up to levels that we haven't seen since 2007. So the question really is, is has the bond market moved in anticipation of the FOMC meeting or is it going to respond afterwards? But there we've got the CBO 200 down about 8.6 points or also six tenths of a percent. Not very far off the lows of the day no. and we'll wait for these last trades to go through the ASX 200. You know, perhaps we could close in the you know, at the lowest point of the day. So our three themes obviously are, you know, waiting for this rate yep. decision coming from the states, what it will mean going forward, whether or not we'll see an initial pop up if rates are held. And Clifford Bennett from ACY Securities had a good chat with me about, you know, the potential market action around that time, mm-hmm. only then to perhaps uh, you know, retreat if they start to see that maybe those cuts aren't coming through as yep. expected, particularly because he reckons that, 
you know, the Canadian read was sort of the canary in the coal mine, yeah. and that central bankers won't want to get it wrong. They won't want to risk their credibility no. when it comes to inflation、mm. if they don't get that genie back in the bottle. Absolutely. Different story with China today. Yeah, interesting. They they kept their rates on hold there,、mm-hmm. so、uh, interesting that they haven't pursued yet further easing. Although I do think quite a few experts are still expecting、mm-hmm. further easing going forward, but、uh, none none there today. Yeah, I was interested to see the headlines, you know, in, on Reuters at least, were that、um, you know China was able to keep its rates steady because of stabilization in the economic data. You know, I guess、um, there's been a lot of、um, yeah people that I've been reading as well、uh, when it comes to China and the data coming from it. Just that we need to keep a healthy dose of skepticism really around what's coming from China. Absolutely, interestingly, I saw actually Junbei Lu, who、mm-hmm. she was on, dare I say, another business channel, and she was up in Hong Kong and she'd been to Shanghai, and she was saying it's absolutely booming. Yeah. She thought it was completely being over over egged, but hey ho, we'll have to wait and see. Interesting, Danny.、Um, when it comes to the price of oil, so we did see oil come off slightly today.、Uh, I was on air about an hour, hour and a half ago, and I saw Ooh, that Brent crude、go. was down by about a dollar.、Um, but yeah, the energy space. Oh, UK, UK inflation can, is out. Yeah, just thought I'd say UK inflation has actually just popped up on my screen. So it's dipped to six point seven percent below expectations as food prices ease. So basically, economists polled by Reuters would expect the headline figure to come in at seven percent annually and up point seven percent on month on month compared to July, which was six point eight percent annually and point four month on month. So the Bank of England will announce its monetary policy decision on Thursday. Thursday, and、yeah. currently the market is looking for another 25 basis point hike, which would mean the main bank rate would lift to five and a half percent, its highest level since oh December 2007. There's that year again. Anyway, that just came up, so、uh, that's the latest news、yeah. there. But we can、Worth、go、while. back now to the sectors of the day. Yeah, well, I was just saying it's interesting to note that oil did come off today, but you know, really steep falls for some of these、um, oil and gas yeah, plays. Very steep,、um, yeah, which I was surprised about.、Um, Um, you know, just because of the broader context, and not seeing any news associated, you know, with the likes of Woodside or Centos. But there you go; that's what happened. Miners were also hit quite hard today. We did see some key commodity prices coming off, and that includes iron ore and copper. So there's the result there, along with you know. Cracks really showing up in tech today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that ongoing profit taking as bond yields move up. It's really interesting. I'm just thinking some of those commodity traders that have been really heavy in oil and some of the others, they might be unwinding some of those trades into the、uh, FOMC decision. Just a thought there. And、uh, let's have a look at the retailers and see how they perform today. Oddly, one of the only sectors that was higher. Yeah. Yes. And I did note also some of the consumer staples were also a little bit. Firmer today, which is quite interesting. There, we all the retailers, so Levisa Super Retail, also、mm-hmm. finding some love. Woolies, Metcash, and Treasury Wine also in the green today. So the defensives doing what they're meant to do, be a bit defensive. <laughs> yeah, I would just before we get to the corporate news, get you across some detail now coming from Qantas. So today, saying that it will pay Alan Joyce, its former <laughs> CEO who retired and actually exited early. Remuneration of twenty-one point four million dollars for FY twenty-three. That is a near tenfold jump from last year. However, Joyce's pay, so they're saying, could be subject to adjustments and clawbacks 
as it faces those regulatory challenges around illegal ticket sales, <laughs> uh, which has also, of course, damaged its reputation. So um, Qantas adding in a statement that it's slashing short-term incentives for senior executives for FY23 by 20%, quote, in recognition of the customer and brand impact of cumulative events. So it looks as if ahead of the AGM, the board trying to get ahead, not <laughs> pedaling, but also getting ahead of what's uh, set to be a very live meeting. Lots of shareholders very upset about the likelihood of the size of Joyce's payments, considering everything that we know about Qantas and what's happened to its share price. Mm. If you haven't been following Joe Astin's rear window columns mm. in the AFR, you need to do so. Mm. Absolutely magnificent writing as always, but also just like he is a dog with a bone with this one and with the chair, Richard Goiter. So that's a really big development there coming from I think Quantus. that's going to be the AGM possibly of the decade. We should all go <laughs> down there. Yeah. yeah, well, it's easy. You buy <laughs> some shares. Well, yeah, I can't say if I have them or not, but, um, you know, let's move on with some of the news of the day. And uh, speaking of the retailers, Kathmandu is out today. K KMD Brands, yep. so, sorry, they have a big stable of brands down significantly seeing the cost of living, you know, really absolutely, to absolutely. And uh, Ingham's, I think they are strike. potentially going yeah. on strike. Exactly. Not too much movement there. And Sigma Health, they also reported yes. um, they've gone back to profitability, if my memory serves me correctly, are right. from, from yeah. a loss. And they also <clears throat> gave guidance going forward. It declared an interim fully frank dividend, just minuscule, but still revenue, though, is down by 8.4%. That's probably the devil in the detail in terms of the share price performance and look we don't always look at these small caps right here but national wheel entire uh, in the news today it has got an exclusive agreement to be the distributor of um dunlop i think it is oh geez yeah dunlop tires okay. in australia and new zealand um but danny stock of the day so, oh, Kathmandu, yeah. oh, CMD brands yes let's hear from our guests i think we had howard didn't we yeah. and andrew yes listen it's dirt cheap. So, you know, for somebody who uh, is saying to themselves, maybe it'll turn around, uh, it's only on an 11 PE, but to me, they're far better retailers that none of our right. team investment members would be enthused about this one. And challenging um, outlook or uh, market conditions to use uh, KMD's language. So whenever someone uses the word challenging, that's an amber light that pops up straight away. Um, I also have a look at the daily trade. So, you know, it's a $500 million company, only $216,000 a day traded. So that's pretty light on. Um, so it shows you that the institutions are probably a little bit underwhelmed. Technically, it looks pretty ordinary when we saw that chart just before. It's basically going sort of top right to bottom left. That's certainly the antithesis of what you want. And then some of the metrics that Howard was just talking about, poor return on equity, that's 6%, poor profit margin. Uh, PE is pretty challenging relative to that forecast earnings per share. So I can think of lots of reasons not to be there. It is an avoid. Okay. retailers not finding a whole lot of love there and I just checked just as a PS mm. as to when Qantas released that annual report to market because sometimes you know it'd be a bit tricky and do it after the market closed but it did and did get released at about 309 this afternoon so there you go 
Well, yeah, not a lot of time maybe to dig into it. But hey, let's get into our guest of the day. And William Sines from Macro Capital is joining us. Hey, Will. Hey. Thanks Thank so you, much Anna. for coming in. Right. So oil prices, they're looking like they're really starting to upset the apple cart. Indeed. Indeed. I think that's the key story at the moment. Oil staying quite elevated above $90 at the moment. Uh, and I think the extension of the production cuts out of Russia and Saudi Arabia have gone probably a little bit longer than what people were initially anticipating. I think the other issue tying into uh, supply being tighter at the moment is that US shale oil output has also become uh, also falling off at the moment. Uh, and so I think that's the key issue playing into inflation figures right now. We obviously saw US inflation last week come in at 3.7% uh, above the 3.6% forecast there. Uh, and on a monthly basis, now that uh, fuel prices are now paying into it, uh, paying into it, sorry, uh, gasoline contributed over half of the increase uh, in inflation there. So really unhelpful for the headline figure. Uh, and one of the key issues with oil and consequently fuel prices is that it's highly visible to consumers. Yeah. Uh, and so what we're likely to see is an anchoring of higher inflation expectations, which could well result in a bit of a wage price spiral. So I think people are a little bit concerned about where that's going right now. And it does just go to show that the Fed can't control every input into inflation. And so we're likely to see that starting to play through uh, into obviously the Fed rates, which we've got uh, tomorrow morning. Um, so at this point in time, no change is expected there. Um, and people were kind of anticipating that November we're going to see a hike. Uh, but I think a lot of the concern now is, is uh, rates going to be higher for longer? Uh, and are we going to see additional rate hikes there? Higher for longer, plateau, not a peak, all of those sort of buzz words. Um, but to your point, you know, the Commonwealth Bank household spending survey last month, mm. people were spending more on petrol. The RBA referenced petrol prices in their, you know, minutes of the, the last meeting. So if you, if you think that inflation is becoming more of a problem, do you guys at Macro Capital think in any way, um, you know, we could see see some sort of a reflection of that in monetary policy? Maybe not this meeting when it comes to the Fed, but maybe next month, later? Yeah, look, I think it's definitely a concern at the moment. I think the whole thing with the US being in a bull market right now is that it's hinged almost entirely on inflation having come back to target, and mm. it has, like clockwork, uh, and consequently rates eventually starting to come off. And so anything that contradicts that story, I think we're likely to see a reasonably significant move, or at least a short, sharp move. Um, so we've certainly been looking to de-risk client portfolios a little bit. Uh, we've cut out of a few names, increased our cash balance a little bit. We are anticipating a, a bit of a pullback in the markets uh, and we'll look to deploy that cash once that plays out. If you were going, going to deploy it, are you moving more into like the oil sector? I mean, there's a lot of people have been coiling, going into energy. Um, or would you go back to the old faithful, some of the Magnificent Seven, for example? Or I don't know, how, how are you positioning? What would be on your shopping list for a pullback? I think at the moment uh, there are a few value plays that have probably been hammered uh, maybe a little bit unfairly by the market following reporting season and are consequently trading off um, off their recent highs and where they maybe should be trading. I've spoken about WiseTech on the show before. I think WiseTech's a pretty attractive value buy at these levels. But again, looking to probably dollar cost average in because there is still so much uncertainty in the markets. I think that ResMed also uh, poses a reasonably attractive buying opportunity. But again, looking to dollar cost average in, uh, meant to be a little bit more defensive in nature. It's not really playing out like that at the moment. Um, but a few of those names, I think, have been probably a little bit unfairly dealt with by the market. Okay, so you're not adverse to putting some growth names in portfolios. 
I find it really interesting. I, I spoke with um, a gentleman from IG actually, and they surveyed their client base in Australia and the UK, finding that um, Aussie investors are still you know, relatively underweight international exposure. When you're speaking with clients, do you have a lot of interest right now in global equities? Well, the Aussie market obviously hasn't really done anything yeah. for two years. Um, and so the US markets on a lot of metrics are probably a little bit overextended right now. So it's probably not a time that we'd be looking to top up heavily there. That said, we have used an ETF uh, QUS uh, at the moment, which provides equal weighted exposure towards the S&P 500. The theory being that those big seven names have carried the index this year. And so the other names need to play a bit of catch up. Um, but at the moment, the Aussie market, I think once uh, it breaks out of its range bound trade, should move reasonably fast. It's just about things normalizing and then actually breaking out of that range trade. Yeah, it's hard to find um, what would be the factors because so, we're so weighted to the banks and the, the big miners mm. to get that index moving. What do you think the catalyst would be for that to happen, Will? Well, I think the key thing at the moment is still that inflation yeah. and interest rate story. I, I don't yeah. think there are, really are any other factors that could yeah. push it apart from that. Um, I think with ore miners at the moment, if it wasn't for ore having rallied the last few weeks, the index would be significantly lower than where it is currently. Um, but I don't think there really are any factors apart from the inflation interest rate story right now. It's all we've really been talking about for the past year or so, and those are the two preeminent factors right now. God, it. Um yeah, it feels like more than yeah. just a year. All right, Will, so still diversify, hold on to some cash, um, prepare for, you know, a bit of a bumpy road ahead. Yeah, yeah. That sums it up. Thank you so Appreciate much for joining Thanks, us Will. on this day. On this day where we're actually now watching iron ore futures edging slightly higher. They've been trading in a very tight range, but after we saw the central bank in China, uh, you know, I suppose their actions today reflecting some stabilization of the economy there. Just thought I'd update you on that we've seen um yeah a little bit of stabilization coming through in the iron ore price but it really hasn't done anything for our big caps in fact let's just pause for a sec and take a look at some of these leaders and laggards Well, let's take a look at those market leaders, <laughs> shall we? And uh, look, few and far between today, aristocrats. Yes. Now, I think they had a round table. Um, There's also of, a broker upgrade. Yes, exactly. And uh, because of the round table, I think. So aristocrat topping the table almost there, up over 3.12%. And uh, I'm not sure about Fletcher Building or Clean Away Domain and EBT. There are a few names there that we have not seen for a very long while when it comes to performances. And I yeah. do know Fletcher Building has had considerable cost overlays, problems and this, that and the other, uh, but maybe it's just coming coming off some uh, trading lows. Yeah, there. I'm not seeing any specific company news associated with it, but I do wonder if there was some data out of New Zealand potentially that has impacted its price. However, CleanAway, besides a annual report that was put to shareholders, um, no sort of concrete news coming there, but clearly market liking something in there. Um, yeah, it is sort of a motley crew. I think, of uh, names. I think we can basically look at those with the exception of Aristocrat and say that there is some bottom fishing going on in some stocks that have not performed very well. Yeah, exactly. That would, that would be with my broker hat on. Uh, yeah. What would I would say has probably been occurring. 
maybe we can check in with some of the laggards today and see how they star entertainment yet again under strong selling pressure um so down over six percent as is uh, iris off almost five percent and of course those two have had uh, numerous problems associated with it paladin energy it looks like the profit taking has moved into that uranium space it's been running really really hard of late so paladin off 4.7 percent but when it comes to core lithium and neuron pharmaceuticals no today, news i do know that neuron was um, brought into the 200 just the other day uh, so there you go you've got some um unwinding unwinding maybe. happening there yeah but yeah there's no sort of discernible trend with these companies again not a lot happening on news we are moving into agm season so we'll get some more outlook statements coming from a lot of companies almost like a mini reporting season i've been told many times this time around because just how swiftly uh, you know the dynamics yeah. particularly around the consumers and costs etc are um you know changing as we can see just being reflected in the oil price as well um some of the small cap leaders and laggards in the smaller end of the market there's medadvisor uh, that is up pretty chunky 14 percent or so yeah. and impediment up by close to nine percent let's flip the page and take a look at the laggards Alligator Energy discounted <laughs> placement yesterday. Ah, right. Now, Brainship, of course, that has come um, out of the ASX 300, mm -hmm. 200. Um, so that one there, probably people still selling that one. And uh, I don't know anything about Ionic Rare Earths, uh, down 10%. And yes, nothing on that list that uh, sparks my attention. <laughs> well, I was just looking at EVT, which was one of the best performers today, because I don't know why, and I can't see any news no, today I don't think it with is it. So anything. I think that's just really some interesting dynamics playing out there for the broader market, you know, seeing these companies. I think it's purely a case, if you all look at their charts, they're so oversold, <coughs> or what I think some investors are going in and uh, doing some buying there. Right, so should we check in and see what oh, is happening overnight? Oh, God. Well, heaven, I shouldn't say that. FOMC policy statement and the dot plot, the dot plot <coughs> being the big factor yeah. there to move the bond markets. And UK August CPI, which, which we've already got. Absolutely, 6.7%. It has come in below expectations as food prices have eased. So the Aussie dollar not moving a lot ahead of the FOMC. No. Um, nor is the New Zealand dollar ahead of this Fed decision. But Nor again, are the minis. They're a little bit positive, but no, nothing much to report there. And uh, what have we got well, tomorrow? Well, now has the inflation data to churn over for a day. Absolutely. We've got uh, New Zealand second quarter GDP out to tomorrow, ASX derivatives expiry. And uh, looks like U.S. existing home sales out in August and the U.S. Philly Fed Activity Index in September. But I am suspecting that's on Thursday. Mm, OK, well, shall we give it a rest for now? Absolutely. Only because I'll be up at 4 a.m. I'll let you know. Oh, should I text you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'll just um, just worth noting that the ASX 200 closed down 33 points or 0.46 percent. So it looks like uh, the ASX 200 has actually come off those lows by 200 down 8.6 points or 0.62 percent so that's a wrap for today hey nadine yeah it is week to date down by 1.6 percent let's see if we can turn it around tomorrow we'll see you when we're live from 9 30.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.